0: Welcome to a Swifty Snapshot Podcast. Hi, I'm Silver. This is a podcast about Taylor Swift. Each episode, I go through a different song from Taylor's discography. I started with her debut album and will be going until, well, who knows at this point. For each song, I delve into the history behind the music, break down the lyrics, and talk about what the song means to me. Every so often, I invite a fellow Swifty to have these discussions with. Each episode finishes with the segments Taylor's Trends and this week's version of Taylor. Jump, fall, and become even more enchanted with Taylor alongside me. Are you ready for it? Welcome to a Swifty Snapshot podcast. Hi, I'm Silver. Today's episode is episode two of season four and The Red Taylor's Vera. Today's song is track number two and the album title sake. Red, Taylor's version. Red TV was written by Taylor Swift. The Stolen Version was produced by Taylor, Nathan Chapman, and Dan Huff. Taylor's version was produced by Taylor and Christopher Rao. The Stolen Version was released as the second promotional single on October 2nd, 2012. Then on the Stolen Version album release on October 22nd, 2012. The Stolen Version was released as the fifth single from the album on June 24th, 2013. And finally, Taylor's version was released on the album on November 12th, 2021. Red TV is about a tumultuous relationship. The refrain compares the conflicting emotions to a spectrum of colors, including the color red, which symbolizes the ensuing intense feelings. Taylor said, I wrote this song about the fact that some things are just hard to forget because the emotions involved with them were so intense, and to me, intense emotion is red. Thinking about what that means to me and all the different emotions that are written about on this album, they're all pretty much about the tumultuous, crazy, insane, intense, semi-toxic relationships that I've experienced in the last two years. All those emotions spanning from intense love, intense frustration, jealousy, confusion. In my mind, all those emotions are red. There's nothing in between. There is nothing beige about any of those feelings. Red is believed to be about Jake Gyllenhaal. I can't figure out when in this episode to talk about the use of the word red and the comparison to maroon from Midnight. So I'll start now and add on as I get into the lyrics later on. First of all, the fact that both of these tracks are the second tracks on their respective albums, if that was the only correlation, that would be enough for it to be next-level brilliance. But obviously, there are so many more similarities between these two songs. The use of the different shades, Red versus Moon, but then the different shades within the song. So Red Taylor's version, it feels like the immature or unexperienced or adolescent version of the same song. Even the specific colors Taylor uses feels very basic and ordinary and primary. Blue, gray, red, that feels very young. Compare maroon's colors, burgundy, scarlet, maroon. But then you have the thematic elements to compare. The lyric trying to solve a crossword and realizing there's no right answer versus the lyric, your roommate's cheap as screw top rosé, that's how. The comparison is insane. Maroon is 10 years later, but it's the same theme. And I'll get into this more with the lyric breakdown. Furthermore, I like to give mention to Taylor's signature red lip look, which really came to fruition in this era. She even writes about that red lip look in the next album. Something about having that specific color stained onto her lips. There is such power in that symbolism. Taylor posted a snippet of the Taylor's version track on her Instagram on October 23rd, 2021. There is a music video for Red. It features Red tour footage and was directed by Kenny Jackson. It was released on July 4th, 2013 and was nominated for Video of the Year and Female Video of the Year at the 2014 CMT Music Awards. There is a lyric music video for Red, Taylor's version, which was released on November 12th, 2021. Several performances of the song first performed on October 7th, 2012 at BBC Radio 1's Teen Awards in London. On October 15th, 2012 for her VH1 Storytellers concert in California. Taylor performed during the first release week of Red on Good Morning America. Late Show with David Letterman and the Ellen DeGeneres Show. It was performed on January twenty eighth, two thousand and thirteen, at a private concert in Paris. On June sixth, two thousand and thirteen, CMA Music Festival. At the two thousand and thirteen CMT Music Awards, on November sixth, two thousand and thirteen, as an acoustic version. Two thousand and thirteen Country Music Association Awards. Taylor performed Red at all venues of the Red Tour. During these performances, she wore a lace-patterned white-collared mid-length-sleeved shirt with black high-waisted shorts and played a Red electric guitar. Taylor performed it on September 17, 2015, as an acoustic version, as a surprise song on the 1989 World Tour in Columbus, Ohio. Then on February 4th, 2017, on a DirecTV Super Saturday Night Concert in Houston. It was performed on May 18th, 2018, as an acoustic version, as a surprise song on the Reputation Stadium Tour in Pasadena, California. And finally, it was last performed on September 9th, 2019, at the City of Lover Concert in Paris. Just think, as we continue on and as the Eras Tour starts next month, we will have new performances of all of these classic songs. I cannot wait to start reporting on that. Red is certified gold in Australia, silver in the United Kingdom, and two times platinum in the United States. The hidden message is S-A-G, which could be a few things. It could be interpreted as Swift and Gyllenhaal or Sagittarius, the first three letters of that word. Or even Screen Actors Guild with the tie-in to Jake. So, who knows? Finally, Red Taylor's version belongs to the She Wrote a Song About Me chapter. Let's get into the lyric breakdown for Red Taylor's version. The introduction is a simple guitar arpeggio melody repeated. Verse 1. Loving him is like driving a new Maserati down a dead-end street. Wow. (laughs) What a way to start. The impact. Okay. So driving a car, this implies a burst onto the scene. It implies power and action. It implies prestige and even a certain level of wealth. But Taylor doesn't just start by saying she is driving this car. No. She starts by saying she is driving it down a dead end street, meaning there is nowhere to go with this car. Meaning all of this that accompanies driving this car is meaningless because it won't go anywhere because there is no fucking point. I'm already fired up about the song. Maybe it's the side effects of the title word, but Taylor starts the fucking song by saying there was no point to this love affair. What? An actual burn. And to use a car analogy to deliver the message, oof, it's gotta sting. Faster than the wind, passionate as sin ending so suddenly. Okay, so this delves into the opening lyric a little more here. Now, we get a bit of context. The relationship was this wicked whirlwind. But as I just mentioned, it burned out so fast. This is another red or flames or twin flames comparison. This sudden ending. There was no substance, no foundation. Also, think of the wind lyric, the comparison. The wind can't be contained or captured. It is moving, evolving, unstable, so unreliable. The sheer comparison of this relationship to the wind is also an insult. Uh, On a side note, this has been a misheard lyric of mine in the past. I thought it was faster than the wind, passionate, innocent, ending so suddenly. Doesn't really make sense within the context, but I have been corrected. Loving him is like trying to change your mind once you're already flying through the free fall. If you think of State of Grace TV, which I talked about last week, and the lyric, and I never saw you coming, Taylor is showing us she never had a chance. She never had the choice of not getting into the Maserati in the first place, or at least that's how she feels. She didn't have the choice of taking the plunge, and we'll see more of this in all too well in a few weeks but she felt utterly swindled by this relationship It's so out of her league out of her comfort zone that's why by the time she was able to gather a semblance of her surroundings and reality she was already free falling holy fuck it's crazy and we're only three lyrics in like the colors in autumn so bright just before they lose it all The fact that we will see in just a few tracks the meaning of autumn and the deep dive Taylor does into this season and the happenings. But in this case, Taylor is exposing the quickness of the fall, the bright brilliance that ends so suddenly, to use her own words. I feel like the end of autumn is never gradual. It is never pleasant. It always ends so abruptly and aggressively with the introduction of winter But yet, the beauty of it is still preserved in the high, high of it all. And that's what Taylor is attempting to capture with this lyric. Chorus 1. Losing him was blue like I'd never known. Taylor uses blue as a color descriptor a lot in her music. This one specifically she returns to a lot. I won't dwell on it in this instance because of the focus being the color red, but I will return to it in the future, rest assured. Missing him was dark gray all alone. Gray is another one she returns to. Not as often, but more than once. Forgetting him was like trying to know somebody you never met. Now, this was also a misheard lyric. I had a couple in this song. I always thought it was um, forgetting him was black. Trying to know somebody you never met. Like another color descriptor here. That one actually still makes sense in my mind, but... That's not how it was written. So, moving on. But this is the most convoluted line of the course, in my opinion. This forgetting him was like trying to know somebody you never met. This is an impossible task. But the way in which Taylor describes and details it, it pains the listener. This line literally pains the listener. The brain hurt it delivers is so uncomfortable to attempt to figure out how to do this step. But loving him, was red. First title lyric and first album title lyric. Here we have it. First of all, <laughs> I have a lot to say about this line. First of all, I want to reference State of Grace Taylor's version. I already talked about it a little bit, but the lyric I loved in Shades of Wrong. The fact that despite Red being passion and desire, it was wrong for Taylor. It was wrong. It was all wrong. Second of all, let's go into those shades 10 years later for maroon. I kind of talked to you about it already, but the burgundy on my t-shirt when you splashed your wine into me and how the blood rushed into my cheek. So scarlet, it was maroon. The mark you saw on my collarbone, the rust that grew between telephones, the lips I used to call home. So scarlet, it was maroon. Now, I know maroon could be a few of Taylor's exes. There is evidence to support this, but if we want to take it within the context of Jake, And this song, the correlation is unparalleled. Thirdly, I want to go into all the times Taylor uses the color red in her lyrics. I feel like this is a fitting moment to do that. It's a bit of a haul, but I do feel it is deeply important to this lyric breakdown. So, first time Taylor mentions either red or a shade of red is in Fearless. I'm not counting Red Neck Heartbreak from Taylor Swift. Sorry, not sorry, but it is my podcast. So first time we get it is in Fearless, in Love Story, the lyric, because you were Romeo, I was a scarlet letter. It won't be the last time Taylor uses scarlet. No references in Speak Now. And then we get the Red Album. We get obviously all the references in this song. Next song, references are in All Too Well, lyric, you almost ran the red because you were looking over at me. And a lyric photo album on the counter. Your cheeks were turning red. The song, the moment I knew lyric standing there in my party dress in red lipstick with no one to impress and song, nothing new lyric. And my cheeks are growing tired from turning red and faking smiles. Next album, 1989 song, blank space lyric, cherry lips, crystal skies. Song, style, lyric, and I got that red lip classic thing that you like. Song, wildest dreams, lyric, red lips and rosy cheeks. Song, clean, you're still all over me like a wine-stained dress I can't wear anymore. Song, new romantics, lyric, we show off our different scarlet letters. Next album, reputation, song, end game, lyric, so here's the truth for my red lips. Song, I did something bad. Lyric, crimson red paint on my lips. And song, look what you made me do. Lyric, I've got a list of names and yours is in red underlined. Only one reference in Lover. Song, Daylight. I once believed love would be burning red, but it's golden. I'll return to this one specifically later on. Next album, Folklore. Folklore. Song, The Lakes, lyric, a red rose grew up out of ice frozen ground with no one around to tweet it. Next album, Evermore, song, Gold Rush, lyric, I don't like anticipating my face in a red flush. And several references from Midnight's. So I already went through all the ones from the Maroon song. Next song will be You're On Your Own, Kid, lyric, I looked around in a blood-soaked gown. Next song, The Great War, lyric, All That Bloodshed, and lyric, Crimson Clover. Song, Glitch, lyric, Blood Moonlit, and song, Would've, Could've, Should've, lyric, If I Never Blushed, Then They Could've. Now, I know that was a lot, but it is important to point out the use of red and the use of the shades of red throughout taylor's discography and within the context of this song this is what this word and this descriptor means to taylor and that is why i listed off all of her uses because it is that important to her and therefore it's important to me finishing off the chorus we get a repeated echo red 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 Four times, we'll see this throughout the rest of the song, but loving him was read with another four-time refrain. Verse two, touching him was like realizing all you ever wanted was right there in front of you. For the first two lyrics of the second verse, Taylor gives us some positives from the relationship. There are many, but here are a couple of examples. As much as it was a dead end and all the shades of wrong, This relationship was so real to taylor i discussed it at length last week with the this is the golden age of something good and right and real lyric but this touch and realization is another example of that memorizing him was as easy as knowing all the words to your old favorite song taylor expands upon this positive by saying it's something that she's always known this is big because It is qualifying a lot of history underneath this relationship. Therefore, the potential trauma becomes monumental. And we will see that. Well, it's still happening with uh, some of the content we got from Midnight's, but we will definitely see it in the remainder of this album and going forward into other albums as well. Fighting with him was like trying to solve a crossword and realizing there's no right answer. Back to the difficulties. That's how fast this relationship shriveled up. Also must note the use of this lyric in her Taylor's version from the vault's crossword track titles reveal. Regretting him was like wishing you never found out that love could be that strong. Taylor has experienced love before, but this strength and intensity was a first for her. And that is what she's saying here. Course 2... Starts the same as course one. It's just the end with the red refrain that is a little different. But loving him was red, two times repeated refrain. Oh, red, two times repeated. Burning red, four times repeated. Bringing us to the bridge. Remembering him comes in flashbacks and echoes. Now, think about this line. But what is the equivalent line in maroon? <laughs> and? Obviously, I won't be talking about Maroon in a lyric breakdown style for a little while yet, but what is the line that says this 10 years later? And I think I found it. So the red version of this sentiment is, remembering him comes in flashbacks and echoes, and the Maroon equivalent is, and I wake with your memory over me that's a real fucking legacy. It's the same line. It really is. Ah, let me know if you disagree or agree. But I just think, like, this is saying the same thing and they both are in the bridges. Like, come on, Taylor. I worship you for this. Tell myself it's time now. Gotta let go. But moving on from him is impossible. Taylor is waking up from this whirlwind love affair. This feels very, like, a. Uh, like her debut album, like where she would start in one sentiment and get to the bridge. And then by the time she ends to the song, she's shifted her point of view or she's closed a door or a chapter. That's what this feels like here. When I still see it all in my head in burning red. This, this is the direct reference from daylight. This is what daylight is talking about. This end of the bridge, this burning red. Because that's what she thought love was. That's what love was to her now. This is real love for her now. But it changes. And we'll follow that. Little musical interlude. Burning. It was red to finish off the bridge. And then third and final chorus. Oh, losing him was blue like I'd never known. Missing him was dark gray all alone. Forgetting him was like trying to know somebody you never met. But loving him was red. Yeah, yeah, red. And then we get four times red, refrain, repeat. Oh, burning red, four times, repeat. The outro, and that's why he's spinning round in my head. Even the fact that Taylor uses red repeatedly as a refrain underneath is this spinning sensation. Like it truly does feel like you're caught in a cycle when you listen to the background, melody, vocals, etc. Comes back to me, burning red. Repeats the red refrain four more times. Yeah, yeah. Two more times. Repeat. His love was like driving a new Maserati down a dead end street. So, (laughs) compare this. What did it start with? Loving him. So she started um her personal point of view, first person point of view. Now. She is putting all the blame back to him. His love was like driving a new Maserati down a dead end street. She got that clarity. Like I said, this is very reminiscent of her style from her earlier music. This shift in the point of view by the end of the song. This is what she's saying here. She started with loving him and now his love. She's removed herself. And so she's a bystander now and she's watching this chaotic car (laughs) drive down a dead-end street, potentially crashing. What a song. Now, what does this song mean to me? This song, it shows the power of these types of relationships, the intoxication that isn't visibly toxic at first. This song is for those moments when we need to express the inexpressible. And that is what Red, Taylor's version, means to me. Let's talk Taylor's Trends. This is the part of a Swifty Snapshot where I highlight different trends that Taylor uses in her lyrics. We have six potential trends to choose from. The weather trend, the colors trend, the calendar trend, the time of day trend, the style trend, and the transport trend. Let's see what trends Taylor used in this song. Okay, let's talk Taylor's trends. I think you'll know which one will be the most uh, popular this week, but we're going to start off with the transport trend. Lyric, loving him is like driving a new Maserati down a dead-end street. Total of one transport trend. Next category, the colors trend. You knew this was going to be a big one. First lyric, only half-pointer, though. Like the colors in Autumn So Bright. We don't get a specific color here, just the general category. Second lyric, losing him was blue, like I'd never known. Third lyric, missing him was dark gray, all alone. And fourth lyric, but loving him was red. Total of 3.5 colors trends. Last category, the calendar trend lyric, like the colors in autumn, so bright. Total of one calendar trend, bringing us to a total of 5.5 Taylor's trends. This week's version of Taylor. Join me every week to discuss breaking Taylor news, whether that's spottings, Easter eggs, social media presence, or general Taylor news. Let's see what she's been up to recently. Taylor news not a lot this week but that's okay on february 16th it was announced that folklore the long pond studio sessions will be released on an exclusive vinyl for record store day 2023 which is on april 22nd this year not gonna lie i'm still having uh ptsd from last year's record Store Day, so i'm not sure what i'm gonna attempt this year last year was so much of a roller coaster for me so uh, and I did end up getting the vinyl, but not for many, many months later. So we'll see. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe I'll just watch the long pond studio sessions on April 22nd. TBD. Taylor reached 51 million YouTube subscribers. She was nominated for artist of the year at the pop awards, 2023 on February 17th, new era's tour merch was released on her online store on February 20th. She surpassed 246 million Instagram followers and it was Joe Alwyn's birthday. Happy birthday, Joe on February 24th, the all too well, the short film won best short film at the 2023 HCA film awards. Taylor accepted this award virtually and mentioned that she was busy with tour rehearsals. Oh my gosh, less than a month ago. That's all for this week's version of Taylor. Taylor's Trends and Red, Taylor's Version. Next week, I will be covering Treacherous, Taylor's Version. Don't forget to follow and subscribe on all the platforms so you don't miss any content or episodes. And on that note, come back, be there.